Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Max Montana podcast, part of the uh, Calero Media operation here. Wanted to start off uh, today, we're going to actually talk about the latest episode of The Bachelor. I have a lot of thoughts on Zach and uh, the women who are trying to become his wife, hopefully, in the near future. And to be honest, I'm not sure where I fall on Zach himself. I wasn't a big fan of him on The Bachelorette. He just seemed kind of boring and plain and I don't know, just didn't interest me at all. Um, And he still has a lot of those vibes uh, on The Bachelor this season as well. Um, the, The one thing I do like, though, is he is pretty upfront and truthful about what he's feeling, how he feels about any of the girls um and he definitely doesn't seem to be one to put up with kind of the the more childish dramatic behavior he seems to really be interested in the the women who are more mature um a little more on his level which can seem kind of boring um but i think that's what fits him right and probably what's best for him so so i get it um we saw a few examples of this, of this in the last episode, especially with Jess, who kept freaking out. Uh, I need a one-on-one. I, I'm going to be the last one to get one. It must be a sign that he doesn't like me. Which, after they talked to each other, you could kind of see that, I guess, he, she was sort of right, that he wasn't really into her. Um, but the way she approached it... Um, you can tell it was just a huge turn off and red flag to him right from the get go. And once she was like, I just don't want to fight for you, which newsflash, that's kind of how this show works. You're competing with like 30 other people for one person. You have to kind of fight for the person if you want anything to happen. That's, that's the name of the game. That's what happens when you sign up to come on the bachelor. But nonetheless, uh, that's what she said. Uh, and you can see the look on his face just immediately. He just checked out and you just see his expression change. And he's like, I just cannot deal with this. And of course, we know he, uh, he walked her out and that was it uh, for poor Jess. Her her run was done. And then also, I think it was a similar, a similar but opposite with his date with Ariel. Um I never really liked her that much. Like, she was okay. She just was kind of like that, kind of boring, just didn't really stand out to me. Um, but that seems to really click with him. She did have a very good, uh, I like her sense of humor. She kind of ripped on him a little bit. Um, but she seems really mature uh, compared to a lot of people that we normally see on these kind of shows. So I think he really liked that. Uh, so I think that bodes well for Zach and Ariel going forward. Um, we'll just... Her whole demeanor really seems to fit with Zach, so we'll see how well that works going forward. We do have to touch on the Cat and Brooklyn mess. <laughs> uh, after he finally came back from his COVID issues and he was about to have his one-on-one with Charity again to make up for the date they canceled, Cat um, kind of grabbed him and took him away and just talked to him, and they kissed and whatnot, which... Again, that's kind of the name of the game. You have to stand out. You have to take initiative. You have to take advantage of those chances you have to to make a name for yourself, really. That's kind of how the show works. Uh, Brooklyn, personally, has been my favorite 
Uh, I've been rooting for her since probably the first episode, honestly. So I'm a little bit biased in taking her side, uh, or wanting to take her side, I should say, uh, that it was wrong for her to do that right before his one-on-one with somebody else. But if he didn't want to interact and talk to any of the other girls, then he shouldn't have went into the room of all the women and interacted with them all before his date with Charity. He should just had Charity come out or went to get Charity one-on-one, and that was it. But he went in, he greeted everybody, hugged everybody, so she took advantage of her chance. That's part of the game. It's a game at the end of the day, really. You have to beat all these other competitors to to get the person you're going for. So uh, I don't really have a problem with Kat doing it. Um, I also see why Brooklyn thought it was kind of low and kind of shady, but... I guess it is what it is. It's, it's going to be your own opinion. Uh, and let me know what you you all think of it, because it could be um, kind of low, but at the same time, like if that's me in that sort of situation, like I'm going to go, I'm going to do what I have to do to win and get the person that I that I'm going for. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of the whole point of it. So we'll see if that leads to them down the line. I thought for sure one of them was going to get sent home at the end of the night, but. Both of them stayed around, so we'll get at least one more week of their uh, their drama together. And as far as the other dates, his one-on-one with Charity, I felt, was pretty underwhelming uh, as a date. Uh, when you saw what the date in uh, London was like with all the, the royal treatment and the shopping spree and all that, um, he basically just carried her, and she had her face like in his ass (laughs) and then they had a little carriage ride and they had dinner that's pretty much it so that's kind of I'd be pretty disappointed if that uh is what I got stuck with so that did not probably bode well for for charity's chances because it just seemed kind of like a eh, like a shrug of the shoulders really the group date was a little more interesting they went out and met with uh an Estonian witch uh Things didn't go well for Jess there with her flame blowing out on the candle. So I think that was a little foreshadowing of what was to come later on before she got eliminated. Um, Nothing too spectacular on the group date. It was just kind of a funny scenario um, with the witch and all the kind of odd stuff they were doing. Um, Did forget to mention on Ariel's one-on-one, they ended up going to a... uh, a nude sauna and obviously they weren't but uh, a couple decided to join them uh, in the nude completely uh, so that was a bit awkward and then they followed them followed them into the hot tub after they had left uh, so you know that was kind of production putting that couple up to following them in there um, but it made for a good moment obviously that was a, a TV made moment so who do we like going forward as I said, my personal favorite is Brooklyn. That's who I'm pulling for. I have a feeling they don't really have any sort of connection, so I'm not sure she's going to stick around too much longer. Uh, he and Kat seem to be okay with her kind of level of drama. I would imagine she would be not making it to the end either. Um, I'd have to say the three favorites, in my opinion, uh, would be Gabby, Katie, and Ariel. Um, 
And they showed a preview, and it seems he banned sex from the Fantasy Suite Week, which is a little odd. Um, in my mind, I feel like he and Katie had a thing when they stayed the night at that museum together. And I wonder if there was some... Because he seems super into Katie. It feels like she's going to win, quite honestly. Uh, so I wonder... Or if there's just some kind of deal they made uh, that he wouldn't be with anybody else uh, other than her after that night together, possibly. That's just a, a theory on my part, but we shall see what happens going forward. Um, and I'll be back on here again next week to talk about what we see in next Monday's episode. But uh, until then, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any thoughts, uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's ColeroCast, K-O-L-E-R-R-O. C-A-S-T, the Clarocast. Uh, follow me on there. Let me know what you you all thought of the episode, who you like, who you think is going to win potentially, and uh, we'll go from there. So everybody have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.